Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's time for the Deuce with Jimmy Chavez on 1620 The Zone. All the headlines you need in two minutes or less. As we talked about earlier in the show, one more district final in boys' high school basketball class A tonight. Lincoln High is at Omaha Westside. Lincoln High last made the state tournament in 2010. Westside has been three out of the last four years. In college basketball, the top five spots in the AP men's college basketball poll remain the same. Houston number one for the second straight week. They received 49 first-place votes from a 62-person media panel. Alabama number two, Kansas number three, and UCLA and Purdue round out the top five. The Boilers held on at five despite losing to Indiana over the weekend. Marquette is now number six. UConn, Xavier, and Providence come in at 14th, 19th, and 20th, respectively. Creighton, after dropping two last week, falls out of the polls. In the Big Ten tonight, Iowa and Indiana at 6 o'clock before the big Michigan State-Nebraska game on senior night at PBA at 8 o'clock. In the Big East, two games. Marquette is at Butler. Seton Hall host suddenly hot Villanova. In the Big 12 last night, Baylor wins at Oklahoma State 74-68, and West Virginia wins at Hilton. That's not an easy place to win ever over struggling Iowa State 72-69 tonight. One game in the league as Kansas hosts Texas Tech at Fog Allen. KU goes for a ho-hum. It's 25th win of the season before their big showdown at Texas on Saturday. In the NBA, LeBron James is feared to be out several weeks. Good thing he broke that record already. He has a right foot injury. He's undergoing further testing and conversations to learn the full extent of the injury, which he suffered in the Lakers' victory at Dallas on Sunday. The Lakers previously announced that LeBron will miss tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies with a sore right foot. The injury occurred when he collided in the third quarter, driving on the Mavericks' Dwight Powell. He's missed 24% of the games that the Lakers have played. Not a surprise. He's 38 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He has basically played a couple of extra seasons because of all the playoff minutes that he's had. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be surprised that he's breaking down, but it might he- be time to count out the Lakers. <sighs> Yeah, and he's yeah. lucky. You know, he's lucky more hasn't happened to him over the years. Not that you ever wish anything like it, but, yeah, that's a lot of miles, and it takes its toll on everybody. I mean, we saw Kobe at the end of his career when he tore his Achilles. It's just a simple uh, went up, and it went, and it was all those extra games that, that go. It's almost like they have nothing more to give. Well, well never, guys, I know you sleep, You guys all sleep in the hyperbaric chamber as well. Absolutely. It, it can only do so much. Well, he, you know, he had been pretty much healthy mm-hmm. up until he got to L.A., and even yeah. this year he played in, what, 47 of their 61 games, yeah. but at the wrong time when they're trying to make a playoff push, mm-hmm. yep, I, I'm ready to count the Lakers out. Not counting LeBron out, because that yeah. guy might, you know, he does, he is LeBron, but the season for the Lakers is probably... He's had many of sore backs yes. carrying the Cavs right. for a couple of years, too. A couple of uh, emails here in the Equitable Bank inbox where they take banking personally. Hello, Doug. Doug's going to uh, the Big East Tournament. All, All right, right Doug. Doug. He does not want to see Creighton and UConn playing on that Thursday. Mm. I don't think a lot of people would want to. Uh, Joey, Bellevue West Joey, the 25-0 and 0 Bellevue West T-Birds, is going to the uh, Summit League tournament, I think. Yeah, he is. So we're talking about fees. You're going to the Target Center, the fees are pretty high. Yeah. We have found a place that is higher. Uh-oh. So Joey's, Joey is going up to Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. which is nice to see that somebody from here is going to Sioux Falls. Yep. Yeah. Because agree or disagree, the Summit League has no presence in this town. Now, if no. Omaha's winning, yeah, people pay attention to the Summit League, but I'm talking like just as a conference whole, 
The Summit League has no presence in Omaha. Zero. It It is a league right now that has a presence in the state of South Dakota. Yep. It is a conference tournament. They put on a good experience. It's a really nice arena. You've yeah. been there. I've yeah. been there. It's great. But they basically, they want locals and they appease to two fan bases. So it's it's a Summit League. I mean, Oral Roberts is 18-0, won the league by five, could be a number 11 seed. Mm-hmm. But the league, which makes a mistake not promoting men's basketball and just focusing on men's basketball is 24 out of 32 in the Ken Palm rankings. But in this town, and not just men's basketball, but other sports that are in the Summit League, the Summit League has no presence in this town. Mm -hmm. Absolutely none whatsoever. Like, they don't have a national TV deal. You know, if you want to watch them, you got to go online. But if you live in South Dakota, you can see them right there on uh, Midco. Midco, yeah. But if people are going up, it's a really good a tournament. They put on a, a good event, but I it doesn't. They don't advertise here. No, which is crazy. Which is too bad. But you said it's only a couple hours hopefully, away. Hopefully, they got you know Josh Fenton, who was the commissioner of the NCHC, is now the commissioner of the Summit League. Mm-hmm. He did really good things in the NCHC. I expect them to do good things in the Summit League, but man, they got to find a way to make the Summit League relevant outside of Brookings, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Vermilion, South Dakota. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up Josh because I, I think he's somebody that has realized the value with the the Omaha fan base with its hockey program too and so he's kind of seen it firsthand on how much there is still support even with three division one schools in this state there is a lot of support here for UNO athletics as long as you kind of remind them a little bit when it comes to the big conference tournaments because the the very first year that Omaha was in that thing I thought it was awesome in, in a way when you when you go to the, the the Sheridan and you're in the the lobby and you're getting ready to take the walk over to the arena and everything like it's a great place to gather you get all the fan bases out there like it reminded me of a pared down sort of uh arch madness back when creighton used to go like it was cool it was a fun little yeah. environment but i don't know i don't think enough people knew about it no. and i don't think enough people continue to know about it yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a league that has been stuck in its ways and hopefully we'll have a a new outlook that you have to expand like even in tulsa you they, they have no connection to the Summit League. Mm-hmm. They're just more focused on their basketball team is really good. Yeah. But with that said, so the, the conference tournament is really good, and Omaha plays 8.30 Friday night against Kansas City. Uh, Bellevue West Joey, who is possibly I will see him on Saturday night if Omaha and South Dakota State play, uh, being a big William Kyle the third fan, he bought a $21 ticket at the Summit League tournament at the arena in Sioux Falls, went to check out, Ended up being $48. Oh, $27 in cheese? Okay, so I just went and I I placed an order or reserved a ticket. Mm -hmm. Single session admission, $21. There is a service fee of $13.15 on this one ticket. Then there is a facility charge of $1.75. And then there is an order processing fee of $5.50. So my $21 ticket to go to one Summit League game in the tournament in Sioux Falls this week, ended up costing me forty two fifty nine. Is doubled. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, how about that facility fee being low though? There you go. <laughs> uh, Bob writes in. Good lord. Uh, speaking of uh, fandom, how about pe- the people obsessed with uh, Riola and other recruits from Nebraska get labeled as the corn stalkers? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Did you guys get any feedback that that some people thought that was unhealthy? That fans were falling over themselves with Dalen Riola at the game on Saturday. Oh, sure. I got a couple emails yesterday that people thought that was an embarrassment to the Nebraska fan base. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter a little bit on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Like, what are we doing? What are we really doing here? Like, what? Huh? I used to. This is a little different. 
I used to moonlight covering recruiting right. for Kansas basketball. I'm used to fans acting like that. It doesn't phase me. It's a little different. Well, yeah. so, some people are not Jeff Gambino, but <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you have a kid who was quite overwhelmed by the response, right? I mean, Nebraska's Nebraska's battling against USC and Georgia. They yeah. need to use every advantage yeah. they can. And one of the biggest advantages for Nebraska is their their fan base. Now, so are some people just out of control? Sure. Yes. Are some people realistic? Yes. Are somebody in between? Yes. The corn stalkers. I like that, though. That is really good. That is funny. Uh, Bob also writes in, now this is pretending to Nebraska basketball. Who's had a better... Uh, before I read this, you get you don't even think about it. First thing that comes to your mind. Expectations, enjoyment. Who's had a better season, Nebraska or Creighton? Nebraska. Nebraska on February 28th, absolutely. Higher ceiling, Creighton. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, just checking. Yeah. Bob writes into the Equitable Bank inbox. Well, Nebraska doesn't have a shot at the NCAA tournament. They do have some credentials they have added to their program this season that compare favorably to the highly touted Jays team with the Final Four potential. Nebraska is finishing the season way stronger against a stronger lineup of teams. Hmm. Nebraska won the head-to-head matchup. People forget that. They do. They forget that Sunday in December in Omaha. <laughs> it's also the last time the Chiefs lost a game, so people, it turned out well for them. People also forget that. That was I was watching the, There's no Ryan the Bengals game that day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan Kalkbrenner played in that game. In the Nebraska Creighton game? Yeah. Wasn't that the one where he was? Did wasn't you not he see out what of that Derek one? Walker did in that game? Was he not out? I thought he was out of that one. What? Man, that was a long time ago. Nebraska Jesus. has accumulated six wins against 200 plus net teams. Creighton has five. Nebraska has five wins over NCAA tournament teams this season. Creighton has four. Interesting how Nebraska basketball is usually talked about in a joking way, and Creighton is pumped up as the legitimate basketball school with big aspirations. And when you look at what they have both accomplished on the court this year, the difference is quite marginal. That is from Bob. The feeling on February 28th is kind of interesting because one team is going to be a four, five, six, maybe a seven. Joseph Brackets has them at six right now. Okay. Just came through. So, And they've got, of the Big East teams that could play in the NCAA tournament, Creighton has the highest ceiling in my opinion. And Creighton is still, in terms of odds, going to the Final Four. They're plus, I think, 3,000. Yeah. Which is still probably amongst the top 10 odds. But the general feeling, because Creighton has lost three of four, albeit Mm -hmm. one was to Providence in double overtime, the other was essentially at the buzzer against Marquette. Uh, Villanova sticks in your craw after Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a different vibe. But I know, I know there was some back and forth on Twitter yesterday about the expectations and the general feeling. And should the expectations still be the Final Four for Creighton? I, I don't know. You know they're it, not in the top 25. Right. The record is as gaudy as you thought it would yeah. be when the season began. And even with the navigating the tough non-con, you think, oh, you get into a groove. I mean, it's not like they've fallen off the map. I mean, I, I still think... They're going to play a, a few games in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it just it is that that e- Bob's email does bring up the this just different vibe, and I think it's more positive for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Is that well, again we're on February twenty eighth, and Nebraska basketball even at fifteen and fourteen, and yeah. they're and they're a run in Chicago away from going to the NCAA tournament. So I'm not saying hey here we go <laughs> we're going to be dancing. <laughs> 
the general feeling of man is really different. It but is, it, but it shows you where the expectations right. were and currently are. Yeah. No, and you got to start somewhere, and and that's the difference between the two programs right now. And and obviously, we're not blind to that. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a little bit more sort of give and take, a little more back and forth with Creighton. Uh, if this was, and and just remember, even a month ago, where Creighton was sort of trending, where it's like, damn, all right, what's the ceiling? What type of seed could they get? And again, now losing their last three or four, albeit against good competition. Uh, it is kind of dampered it just a little bit. I don't think anybody's looking at Creighton saying, okay, they're broken. They're going to be a, a total bust in March. But then the conversation, according to what their goals were and the preseason conversation, and then the conversation we were having a month ago about this team, which I think was very legit. Then you look at Nebraska, look at them a month ago, as we talked about. Now look at the February that they've had and where we thought it could be going. And now we're, hey, at the very least, we're having these conversations about a legitimate opportunity to play in an invitational tournament. That's something right there, and it's kind of fun watching them right now. Obviously, yeah. if it gets to March 28th and Creighton's still playing, that's a different answer, mm-hmm. but that's what the month of if, March If, if we're having this discussion right now, yeah, absolutely. So, so Nebraska has nothing left to prove, in my opinion. They prove the culture is better. Mm-hmm. They're going to run into two of the better teams they, they're playing on this run this week. Creighton still has something to prove to me. And Fred has reminded people he can coach. Uh, Before we get to uh, John here, uh, Zach says, embarrassment to the fan base. The product on the field the last few years is a much greater embarrassment to the fan base than fans showing a recruit some love at a basketball game. Hmm. Agreed. There used to be a time where uh, students would study which football recruits would be on campus in the old Devaney Center when they would sit in the corner Mm -hmm. where all the football players sat. Mm -hmm. So they were sitting ducks for people to figure out who they were, and then they would show them some love. But you know it and I know it. But I've never seen an athletic director lead a, a young man whose dad happened to play at Nebraska yeah. to his seats. I've never seen yeah. that before. I never saw Sean Eichhorst do that. I never saw Steve Peterson do that. Trev's a good usher. I never, yes, where he works. I mm. never said, nice. I never saw Moose, you know. Eh, you just stopped there. I never saw Moose. The... Give a toast and say, hey, man, there's your seats. Here is uh, John. <laughs> good morning, John. Welcome to uh, 1620 The Zone. Oh, morning, uh, Gary and Nick. Yeah, I had a couple of qu- two questions. Uh, do you think the Big East will get more uh, men's teams into their tournament or women's teams in the tournament? And similar for the Big Ten, do you think the Big Ten will get more men's team into the tournament or more women's team into their tournament? That is a great question, John. Thank you. Nick? So right now, if you're looking at the Big Ten, and they are. I'm. And I'm just. I'll just use Jill Lenardi's because I have it pulled up right now. For men, you've got nine of from the Big Ten, which would still lead all of the major conferences in tournament representation. So I would say yes, you're going to get more out of the men. If we're just talking Big Ten, I would say more of the men's teams qualify for the NCAA tournament than women. So how many from the Big East do you have going? Big East, I would. Uh, Big East right now, five. So the Big East women will probably get five. Yep. And the Big Ten women will probably get seven. Yep. So we just answered it, John. So the Big East is five in the men's, five in the women's. By the way, speaking of Big East women's, uh, UConn. Found a way to win the conference. They did, but a little shaky down the stretch here. 
because uh, well, they, they had like four people playing. Well, was it Xavier? Was it Xavier last night? Had won a conference game. Kind of. Well, they got beat by St. John's recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they still found a way to win the conference. Yeah. yeah. They're they, ripe to be upset. So that had, being said, they may have had three players playing this year. But they'll be healthy for the NCAA yeah. tournament, and they'll still be uh, UConn. Mm-hmm. Creighton, by the way, I was looking at a little uh, women's bracketology. Creighton, after winning last night, and Creighton is playing really, really well, they are a seven seed. Set up for a run again. They would be opposite, College Park opposite uh, Maryland, mm-hmm. which is one of the better teams in the uh, Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Now, Nebraska, which has WNIT written all over them, unless they knock off Indiana, which would mean winning against Michigan State and then beating Indiana, uh, they are not in the NCAA yeah. tournament. That would be quite the upset over Indiana. The one seeds, uh, South Carolina, Indiana, Utah, and Stanford went out there last year. It's pretty inexpensive. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Were you surprised? Not at all, especially after talking to uh, Jared Hass, their men's coach, who said that his assistance is part of the reason why it's such a tough job. It's so expensive that they have to live in university housing, and it's provided by Stanford because yeah. it's just hard yeah. to live out there. You know where Miami football changed? When Mario Cristobal got the job, they said, we have to pay assistance a high enough salary so they can live in Coral Gables mm-hmm. or, or at least within about 15 to 20 minutes from the campus because most assistants can't afford to live in that I neighborhood. Bet. And Coral Gables is a little bit south of downtown Miami. Mm-hmm. So they had to live like a long way away. And, you know, I mean, the hours they keep. So that's they made a commitment to upping the assistant salary so coaches, you know, their families, they could afford yeah. to live near the campus. That That's a big deal. Uh, either go to Palo Alto and you drive before you get to the farm and you see that neighborhood, mm-hmm. or go to St. Mary's College, which is on the other side of San Francisco. Mm. Hello. Yeah, there's... Yeah. You're driving by, and kids are looking out the window going, can't live there, can't live there. <laughs> exactly what we were doing. That doesn't look like my neighborhood. That yeah. doesn't look like my neighborhood. Talking to the media people, <laughs> media relations people there, uh, one told me that she lived just north of Berkeley, and her commute was uh, close to two hours each way every day. I got to assume Pepperdine students also probably have a little bit of that going when they approach the campus there in Malibu. Probably probably not going to be near campus here many times. Uh, another email from uh, the J Master uh, the, about Riola being cheered at the game. I didn't think that was an issue, but we after either. we talked about it yesterday, they were. I got a couple of emails. Uh, one was from Kurt who thought that Nebraska fans because I I said don't be gullible because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get you to click because everybody wants to yeah. talk about Dylan Riola. Right. And he got on to, he thought it was embarrassing that fans were gushing over a 17-year-old at a oh basketball game. Come Jay on. says the fans cheering of the basketball game was cool for me, uh, but I want to see a senior season first before I get excited because what I saw last season didn't match the hype. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that, that's no, no, he's, and, that's and, fine. And, and I'm with him. Dylan Riola as a sophomore in Texas to Dylan Riola as a junior in Arizona was different. Uh, probably more of an offline conversation, but the hype train for me is paused at the uh, moment. Uh, on three, yeah, dropped into six. He went from the number one player in the class of twenty four on on three. He dropped down to sixth, and the reasoning was the gap between him and the rest of the quarterbacks has closed. I thought you were going to say because he, uh, you know, the rumors that he showed up to Nebraska. 
<laughs> oh, man, that's the, that's the rule effect. You commit to Nebraska and you lose some stars. six stars. It was a boys' weekend. Hey, he's still the number one quarterback in the class, though. But, yeah, drop six And spots. he'll go to the Elite 11 mm-hmm. and probably ball out there, and maybe he'll get his love back. On three's had a rough couple of days, and it's for two guys that are you know, not writers. So we, we all know the, the current, you know, the writers here. Yeah. They don't do the edits like yeah. was teased on Sunday night. They don't do the rankings, but they take the most guff. Mm-hmm. But this is garbage on three is bias. <laughs> Gas can, you're horrible. <laughs> and, and he has to go, I have nothing to do yeah, with I that. They're that. not associated with right. the writers. Yeah. So you have on three in your, in your, in your bio there, who you represent. Guys, you guys are all one and happy family. See, so what the deal should Nebraska do? So the number one player in the class of 24 on on three is an edge rusher named Dylan Stewart. How come Rule hasn't offered him? Yeah. Well, you know, you're hoping that you get Dylan on board, and then you know, all those guys will just naturally become more interested. All right. Uh, Brian Christopherson from 24-7, which still has Dylan Riola number one. He will uh, join us in the next hour. Graham Couch on Michigan State, and then Andy Kendi as well. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.